So I think people can be valuable in an organization, family members, if you have them in the right position. 100%. So just tagging them with the, you're the vice president, or you're the secretary, or you're the dispatcher, or you're this, isn't right. So you gotta find out what they're good at, and then everybody can participate, right? Welcome to the Lion's Den, hosted by Lance Bachman. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lion's Den this week. I got Dominic Magnolia, president, or one of the partners, family members, of Magnolia Plumbing and Heating there, a $90 million plus family company here, right outside of DC, works with his brother, his uncle's the president. Very different dynamic down here, but they have multiple facets to their company from literally picking up shit every day, <laughs> to building companies, to building out commercial spaces, to home services, and they're a treat to deal with. So, Dominic, thank you for being on the den. I appreciate it, my thank man. Thank you. Appreciate you it. Great. Great and great to be here. And we really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to meet with us. So, Dominic, tell us, how do you get into this? I mean, you have this facility. I think you're the only home service based business actually in D.C. itself. We're one of the very few that's down in the heart of D.C. Yeah, yeah. Can you kind of talk to us about what you do? You have, I think, four or five different divisions in Magnolia. Yeah, company. so the Magnolia Companies is a family business, 70 years. My grandfather started the business, my father, my brothers. Um, we're tradespeople, I'm a tradesperson myself. Um, and, you know, uh, my grandfather passed away in 1982. We opened our office, our uh, probably the second or third office um, our corporate headquarters, which is 600 Gallatin Street, Northeast Washington, D.C., and um, we were a plumbing business. Uh, and from there, we grew it into a, a mechanical business, which was heating and air conditioning. My father started the service side of it, and then into construction, too. So um, we just built it uh, in that fashion of just started, we, we found the need, or customers had to niche as far as some of our stormwater management trucks and our utilities, and we just built and built and built on the business and that's kind of how we got to the size of it today you know your brother told me your grandfather died at 62 mm -hmm. very young age yeah told me your dad's retired he's down in florida yeah hang out now it's you and your brother and your uncle yes and you guys have had tremendous growth keeping it going can you kind of tell us what's making because a lot of people when they come into a family-owned business of this size they yeah. know what i got it good i don't have to keep going i know you're a master plumber master hvac you yeah. have your licenses yeah. you're the trades guy, your brother's yeah. kind of numbers guy. What yeah. makes you guys have such drive? And what are you uh, looking for? So it, it's interesting that you'd say that. So, uh, and I, I have a cousin too that's an owner. So John Magnolia is the president. Chris and I are executive vice president. And Tony Magnolia, I think, is the secretary, and he works on the construction side. But um, my father used to say, you know, my father's an Italian guy. My mother was Irish. And he was a pretty Love tough. Love your mom already. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, so he was a tough guy. Um, he rode us pretty hard and made us uh, start in the field, um, even after college. Um, and he would um, pretty much put us, put us on the toughest jobs, right? So if, if there was a job where you're hand digging, we were stuck on it on, on the first day. Uh, he was the opposite of nepotism. And he would, he would say a lot of times, um, the first generation starts the business, the second generation grows the business, and then the third generation destroys the business, right? So I'm third generation. So I think there's this, this uh, feeling that I always wanted to be better than my father, right? To prove to him that you could, you could 
continue to grow it and build it and make it better than what it was. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, with our, our, my master's license, I got my master plumber and gas fitters. Then I got my master refrigeration and I, I got my master electrical. And it's, it's so that I can go down to Florida and be like, hey, pop, you know, I'm one up in you. You know what I mean? So, no doubt. so I think that's been a driving factor. Uh, and just we enjoy what we do. So we love it. So you're growing. Things are going well. Pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. You got multiple. I know you're big into commercial. Yeah. You guys have been around doing that a long time. Your home services you do. I mean, the pan- what, did you guys delay people off? I mean, how, we're all the way going. We're in 2021 now. Yeah. How, how's the company doing? So we're doing pretty well. Um, we're very fortunate. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that aren't so fortunate. My wife owns a martial arts business, so she's lost 40% of her revenue and really hasn't been able to open her doors up. Um, so I got at home, I can see how businesses, restaurants, and those gyms are, are really being affected. When it hit us, it hit us immediately. Uh, it's interesting because construction was initially essential business, right? So construction projects were continuing to go on. So our construction business really stayed a bit steady, much harder to operate in that environment, right? Um, with all the COVID measures in place, we had to figure out how to evolve. But um, what happened was we saw our services business decline. We do a lot of work for schools, uh, government, um, property management, commercial real estate, and homeowners, and everybody was affected, and they weren't sure what COVID was. So it, it, it pretty much came to a grinding halt. So we didn't lay off, but we did ask people to take pay cut reductions, um, including my brother and I too. We, we asked we asked people to be a part of the team, and it was short lived. We applied. Uh, through government measures, right? And we got some funding and we were able to repay and re-establish everybody back to their their normal salaries. Um, and you know, I think that's what kind of makes it a part of a family business, right? We're a family Absolutely. business, but we understand that we have family members here and we serve family, so um, very well connected with that. So we, we just communicate, you know, we work with our HR groups, we work with our sales group and we work with our operations group every day and we talk. And so I think we figured out how to evolve and try and keep a positive spin in a really bad situation, um, and try and evolve in that manner. And if you can keep you know, the hopes up and I'm not a big believer in hope, right? Cause I, I, I'm more of a have faith kind of guy, but, uh, what I basically talk to people about is our business, uh, heating and air conditioning and plumbing was, was deemed essential. And I think it was a little bit of an honor and a privilege to be deemed essential and be able to serve, you know, our nation's capital and the people around it. So we've been, we've been fortunate and I think feeling, now, knowing that we've gone through this, is we've seen that people still need our services. We, we are essential, and, and, I, and I'm deeply appreciative to be a part of something like that. You know, your home service division is one of your, part of your division. Mm-hmm. That actually, from what Chris said, actually grew last year. Yeah. So that was the one part. Do you think people said, I'm home, I gotta start working on things? They started using their HVAC more, their plumbing more, things started, I mean, what do you think Besides one SEO being great. Yeah. But now, what do you think was the defining moment that said, okay, and what makes you want to go down to that part as a serious part of your business? 
So what I what I noticed was is I have uh, four children, right? I've got one that's in in college, and I've got three others that were affected. Two, one in high school, a junior, one in middle school, and one in elementary school. So when they shut down and they they put the kids at home, um, and my wife's business had pretty much had to close up. My wife was home all the time. So you know, there's no school breakfasts, there's no school lunches. Um, she was like she calls herself like a short order cook, right? She's like, this is miserable. I used to love cooking. I don't like it anymore, right? So they're using your facilities. And I have large children. I have a 250 pound, 16 year old that eats and, you know, takes up the house. So everything's being used more, right? And I think being at home, uh, my wife at home, or if I was at home and I, and I, I was in the office, thank God, every day, but um, you're able to get things done that you normally can't get done. So you're gonna notice more of those leaks, drips, issues with your heating and air conditioning system. So, and I think people, some of the people were able to afford to, to do those things. So, hey, why, why not take advantage of those those things now? And great financing, right? There's been the, the, uh, the interest rates have been the best ever, been. right? So why not get some of those opportunities taken care of while you're at home? Because we don't know when we're going back. So let's get it done now. So that's, you I know, think. how do you, you know, you're, you're a leader here. I think you guys have all together about 400 employees, correct? Yep. That's a big team. Yeah. What's probably one of the biggest mistakes you made as a leader in uh, your career? So I learning experience, I'll call it. Mm, so we're a family business, and, I, and I'm not sure if you have family members in your own business, but um, I think that's a tough, tough battle. I always told my wife is, is whenever I leave this business, I'm going to write a book about family businesses. I mean, we were virtually a part of a forum called the Family Business Forum at Catholic University of America, and they closed it up because all the, all the family businesses <laughs> virtually sold out because it's tough. it was so tough. So I think it, um, we have been more on the front of take care of the business and the business will take care of the family, right? Um, we are all employees of the company. So we all have jobs here, right? And there's expectations for all of us. I think probably we had a tougher time um, when maybe family members weren't in some of the right positions and getting through those difficult talks. I think um, maybe we might have sacrificed uh, just because we weren't dealing with some of those, those issues. But I think we've learned from our mistakes and um, we know, you know what we need to do to take care of this business and for it to continue to succeed. What advice would you say to somebody that has a family business right now that are working with their brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles yeah. and want to reach 90 million, right? Yeah. That's a big feat, right? Yeah. So what would your advice be to them? So what I would say is you have to set the family members up for the right position in the business. And that could be... Have you read the book Traction? Yes. Yeah. Great, Great book. book. Right? It is. That, that's, yeah. When you say that, I was like, the no, EOS process, yeah, right? I, I live by it. I swear by it. Yeah. So Chris and I have read it more recently, and we've been putting a lot of our rocks, right? You know, yeah, the rocks, rocks right? Yeah. We've been putting those things into place. I think um, whether it's a family member is driving one of these trucks, right? Might be great at that. That might be their place, right? Or in our auto garage, or in our CAD group, or maybe in um, our, our human resource group. So I think people can be valuable in an organization, family members, if you have them in the right position. 100%. So just tagging them with the, 
you're the vice president or you're the secretary or you're the dispatcher or you're this isn't right. So you got to find out what they're good at and then everybody can participate, right? Absolutely. So I think that's what I would say. You know, you're a family owned business. You went away to college. Yep. Did you ever work anywhere else besides here? Yeah. So, so when I was, uh, when I was in my, uh, in high school, a buddy of mine's father owned a bunch of gas stations. So I worked at a gas station, the register, um, it was a great opportunity to work during the week while I was at school, a couple hours here and there. And then when I was in college, I worked at a restaurant down in, uh, Ocean City, Maryland, if you guys are familiar with that area. Secrets. Secrets, right? Yeah. Did you work there? No, I worked at a place Damn. called Harpoon Hannis. Is there anything like Secrets? Um, not as nice, right? <laughs> but it was, a, it was a massive dining room. And, and we typically had probably 30-some waiters and waitresses on at one time. And that's a lot of dinners, right? So um, what I did learn was service, right? I think there's something to be said about working in a restaurant, right? Working for tips, working with people. It's like a motley crew of individuals. They all hang out together, mm -hmm. but it's really a great experience and will teach you a lesson in serving people. Right? Do you think it helped you with your communication skills? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it was probably, you know, the best, uh, and, and just learning people, right? Not everybody's the same, right? So yeah, yeah absolutely. Sales. Yeah, I, your waitresses and bartenders make the best sales. I say, right? you give me a dynamic personality, yeah. I'll turn you into a winner if you want to be one. Exactly. You give me a turd personality, <laughs> yeah. good luck. I agree with you, with you, right? Um, yeah, you know. They belong in the numbers, the spreadsheet, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna talk about Chris. How do you plan on growing your business in 2021? I know you guys are off to a good start, things are growing. Sales. So I think it's all developing, um, it's all gonna be related to sales and how we are connecting with people, right? So um, you're you're the, the, the digital marketing guy and how we're able to work with you and how we're able to work with customers, whether it's commercial clients, home service clients, being able to connect to them and get them the information that they need so that we can price their jobs properly or get to their homes. I think it's all gonna be related to sales. Is That's that's how you're gonna grow the business. I'm gonna ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have home service businesses, construction companies all the time. Yeah. I've been here now for probably two hours talking to you and your brother, yep. great conversation. I, when I walk through the doors, when the phone rings, people answer it right away. I'm in other places and I'll let it ring four, five, six, seven yeah. times, don't get to it. Do you believe that for any business, it starts with the phone? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just curious to answer because I noticed that here as I walk by. So many other places, ring, it's almost like it's a chore to grab the phone. Yeah, yeah. you saw the Wolf of Wall Street? Right? He talks yes. about that little black box on your desk, right? Yeah. That's what it is. It's the phone. It's it's communication. And look, I'm I'm an older guy. I'm in my later forties, right? Whoa, whoa, I'm forty seven. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be forty nine this year, even though I look like I'm sixty five. <laughs> um, what I've realized is is that the youth, right? Uh, I try not to, you know make fun of this generation because somebody was making fun of Generation X when I was there, right? Well, plus they'll cancel culture. Right, right. Yeah. So figuring out how they communicate and understanding that I do understand some people want to communicate via text, right? Not everybody wants to use the phone. So I think it's just figuring out that evolution of communication, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. I mean, but literally the phone, after the phone, what would you say the second biggest piece is in the home service construction business? Because there's a, there's a, there's a process to every, you're yeah. running $90 million, let's be honest, you're yeah. probably in the top 
2%, 3% of the organizations, if not the 1% of home service construction yeah. companies in the world, yeah. especially in our country. There's a process you guys have to follow. I'm yep. just curious for our viewers that want to grow like you, what would that process look like? The phone, to what, to what would be next? So, I mean, it's obviously, in my opinion, it's gonna come down to your people. Um, so it's building that a culture of people in your business. Um, the mission statement, the core values, and then um, what I think is the people that you're bringing into your business. We have spent a tremendous amount of time and effort uh, communicating to people within our group about you know, ev the evolution through the company um, as far as taking different positions, whether it's from apprentice to plumber to field manager to operations. And I think um, com communicating with our people about how to communicate and build relationships is what it's going to really come down to. So I think if you're able to flood that pipeline with good people, right, and stay on top of that, you know, like you're saying, from the phone uh, to communicating to the technician, to the home or to the business, and then the follow-up. Um, we hear consistently that people are always looking for three prices, right? So my commercial sales staff, what I sit down is I said, look, what we do is we show up, right? They're gonna get three prices maybe, right? I can tell you probably one of the people aren't even gonna show up and one's not gonna look professionally dressed as you or be educated and be able to talk like you guys do. So you, you should already be ahead of the game, right? 100%. So I, I think having a good, strong sales staff and being able to communicate to the customer of when you're gonna be there, you know, scheduling it, follow up, that's what I think has, has made us pretty successful. And, and just the people we've had in our, in our business with us that's, that have grown with us um, understand how to communicate, how to build those processes, and having them a part of it like a team, right? So nobody's walking around not understanding what they should be doing or what we're doing as a team. Do you use Service Titan for your internal here? No, we don't, and, and you know we've looked at Service Titan. We've actually had the owner down here, and we've had um, the, the, uh, the, the Service Titan group. Um, the only reason we haven't done it is we've got two companies that are using two different sets of software, and we do have shared resources. So if I was to bring Service Titan in for another group, like to start with the home service mm -hmm. group, figuring out how to integrate it um, was the piece. It's, it's interesting you bring it up because we were meeting with them right before COVID hit. Okay. And once COVID hit, we kind of just retracted a little bit and said, hey, let's take a step back. Let's, let's focus on making sure we're, we're, we're taking care of our business right now and, and evolving and re, you know, reorganizing to make you know, it, it fit the needs of uh, how you know, people working from home and, and, and trying to figure out that, that piece as an old guy that's never never done that before. Let's talk about that. Not yeah. that you're old, because you're not an old baby to watch <laughs> this. I'm 47, he's 49. We're not, yeah. I'm not old. I got a lot of room left here. Yeah. So, how has you handled the marketing here with Taylor? Yeah. How has it changed from 20 years ago, 15 years ago, to now? Has it just been... You, you tell me in your words what yeah. it's been like for someone that calls himself a quote old old guy, which... You're, you're talking not. about just the marketing piece? Just the marketing piece. Like, how has it yeah. transformed? Yeah, so you're talking to a guy that was a trades-based individual, right? I went to college. Woo, you know, I don't know what I got out. <laughs> I had a great time. Joined a fraternity, right? I got a degree. Took me like six or seven years to get out of there. I think my dad eventually said, look, you need to come home. This is done. <laughs> I think I was paying for it at, at, at the end, too. But um, marketing was something that we didn't know. Um, 
uh, myself or my brother didn't know. And um, we've had different marketing professionals in and we've listened. Um, and I think it's been one that's been very tough for us to kind of grab a hold of. We just, we didn't, we didn't know it well. We, we've thrown money at certain things that haven't worked. The blessing with Taylor has been, Taylor came college educated, but she's a quick learner and she's a hard worker. So I couldn't give her any direction other than, hey, we work with Nexstar, we have a coach there. Um, we changed up our digital marketing, right, to, a, to a, a, a new company. And I think she's learned things that we didn't do right. And she's put and implemented processes, um, whether it's call source and tracking. And I think her learning that um, has helped us with our marketing. It's helped us get better and understand it. I think reaching out to people too, to ask questions uh, and find out what they're doing and what works and doesn't work. It's, I mean, it's tough, marketing's tough, but I mean, I'm glad we have an individual that we can trust here that's gonna bring us good information. What, when you, cause people are wondering right now, we know you do digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Do you do any billboards, television, any of that? So we do one billboard, right? And um, it's, it's- A $90 million company, one billboard. <laughs> right, we do one, this is, this is the terrible thing about it. Taylor's so, telling you blow that thing up. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you take it to a P. If you got, I mean, if it's outside your house and the kids wave it, that's great. So you know what's interesting about the billboard part is the billboard is on 404 coming back from the beach. My father got it because I think he liked to watch himself on the billboard or he liked to watch it he was driving home from the ocean, you know, and I'm like, there's nothing worse than, than, than owners of businesses that think they know what to do with marketing. And then they put themselves on, on, uh, commercials or ads and you're like, you know, you, I, this face was not made for that. Right. Your father would love me. <laughs> when I started my company, I put a billboard at L95 as an F you to everyone that said I couldn't make it. Oh, really? And this billboard still stands on 95. Oh, do you really? Absolutely. It's just my face, yeah. my company. And it's to everyone that ever said I wouldn't make it. Here's the FUT. That's great. That is. I, I, so, so we did. You know, we did some. Mass, so I love your dad. Oh, he, yeah. Keep the billboard. He, he. We have one one billboard, and she's been looking at billboards, and she's been looking at the mass media piece. I think we struggled last year because we did buses and TV, and what happened was is when COVID hit, the buses stopped. Right. So we stopped the buses. She is looking into some mass media now. We. Um, we, f we were spending a lot of money with mass media, but I don't think it was directed properly and the commercials weren't set up properly from what we're learning. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's been an expensive learning experience, but we're glad that she's getting it now and she's seeing, she saw where it was and where it's going to and how we can make it better. You know, on the final roar here, you know, what would you say to every person out there that's trying to grow about marketing and what's their first step to do? with marketing so I, I will tell you you know the website SEO and the optimization you know you guys have been great with us with that and I think finding a good company that and uh, trusted uh, trusted player that you can partner with um, is going to be very very important and having somebody on your staff that's going to manage that is, is very important too I got it <clears throat> you know I got to say something here where to everybody watching this Dominic used the word partner probably seven times through this. He's never used the word vendor. You get that you gotta have a good partner where other people think that it's just about you're a vendor, 
there's input. It's almost like an in-house marketing team for you. Yeah. You, you. I'm going to ask Taylor about that because it's odd that you use the word partner over and over again. Where when I sit in these interviews, I would say 50% of the people use the word vendor. I'm like, yeah. you just don't get it. It's a partnership. No, and I think probably in dealing with... I'm just curious. Yeah. Just saying. No, Sosa, I think, was really good. When we talked to her about spending more money, Sosa would say to me, look, I think you're good right here with spending what you're spending here. I don't think you need to. And I'll tell you when I think you need to. And I'm almost like... Hey, man, that's honesty at its best, which we haven't typically seen in this arena with previous, what I will say were vendors. Okay, so it's been it's been good. She's been very happy, and we've been happy with you guys and how you guys have treated us. Well, thank you for being on the den. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this content, please don't forget to follow me at Lance Bachman on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on Facebook at Lance Bachman Digital. And every Thursday we drop a new podcast. Don't forget to listen to it. We're giving out great content. And remember this, this is the time to build your business right now. Let's effing go, everybody.